welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the show. The Sharks are two games into the season, and unfortunately, they start off the season with a couple of losses. First, 4-1 to to Vegas on opening night, and then 2-1 to in overtime in heartbreaking fashion to the Colorado Avalanche. We'll talk about what has stood out to me so far this season. We'll look at some trends, and then we'll talk about what really matters, which is the new SAP Center Pizza. I have thoughts about it, so stick around. I want to talk about something that's been a really pleasant surprise to me for the first two games, which has been the Sharks' goaltending. It's been the bane of their existence for the last few seasons now, but I think the Sharks have gotten really strong performances so far in the first two games out of both Kapo Kakinen and especially Mackenzie Blackwood. Mackenzie Blackwood, it was obvious to all of us how great that performance was against the Avalanche. He made 50 saves, did not deserve to lose that game whatsoever, but the Sharks got absolutely caved in, and it was really only a matter of time the way the Avalanche were buzzing around that they were going to put the puck in the net. But I thought he played really, really well, and I thought Kapo Kakinen played really well too in the game against Vegas. Even though he allowed four goals, I thought Kapo Kakinen played really well in that game and gave the Sharks a chance to win. The only goal that I really didn't like was that one-timer goal scored by Nicholas Haig, where it looked like Kakinen was able to get over there and get square in time, which is great, but the puck still found its way into the net. But aside from that, I thought he looked really solid. I talked in the first episode last week about if the Sharks could get anywhere near league average goaltending, Maybe they still won't win a lot of games, but they're at least going to give themselves a much better chance and maybe squeak out a few more wins here and there. And if we continue to see this kind of goaltending out of both Mackenzie Blackwood and Kapo Kakinen, then I think that's a really good sign for San Jose. Obviously, we're going to see Mackenzie Blackwood get the start again for the second game in a row against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Really no surprise there, considering he just made 50 saves in a 2-1 to overtime loss. He was uh, remarkable. And even though it still remains to be seen whether or not he's bounced back from the injuries from the last couple of years and the tough seasons that he's had, this is a guy that was really, really good when he first came into the league with the New Jersey Devils. And it looks like if this, if this first game is any indication, it looks like he's back. So it'll be really exciting to continue to watch him. And I'm curious if he plays anywhere near this level, which would be an absolute God mode situation and it's not sustainable at all. But if he's able to keep this up, I'm wondering if he'll be able to separate himself as a starter and play 10 plus more games than Kapo Kakinen. I don't think it's a stretch to think that he's going to be able to separate himself and do that, but we'll have to wait and see. It's a long season This is one game. I don't want to overreact to it, but I do think it's a real possibility. Um, I know for sure I'm looking forward to watching him again, not only because he played so well, it's because he passes the style test. He looked so good doing it, and he looks so good in his gear, and you guys are going to learn this about me. One of the ways that I evaluate whether or not I like a goaltender or not has, I'm ashamed to say, way more to do with how cool their gear looks and how good it looks on them than it should. I think we've all seen goalies in the past that have really bad style. They're, they have funky masks or their chest protector looks like it's 10 sizes too big and it looks like they have no neck. So I put so much stock into how goalies look that it's actually kind of embarrassing. But Mackenzie Blackwood looks amazing. And I actually read 
an article that I think Sheng Peng posted the other day where he had a chance to sit down with Mackenzie Blackwood and talk about his mask and the paint job on it specifically. And I have to say, I love that Mackenzie Blackwood is my brother in arms here because he said that he too has very few non-negotiables when it comes to his mask. But one of the non-negotiables is the white face mask. I don't know about you. I've always been a white face mask guy. I think it looks way better than black or chrome. Um, Chrome does look cool, but I think white is far and away the sleekest look. And it really reminds me of some of my favorite masks from the past. You know, I think of Mika Kiprasov and Henrik Lundqvist. So I'm a big white face mask guy. And the fact that Mackenzie Blackwood is the same way has bought him huge points in my book. And I really think he should be the starter for 70 plus games based on that alone. So thankfully, Mackenzie Blackwood looks good. And Kapokakinen, I think, looks pretty good as well, which is really handy because we'll be seeing by all indications, a ton of both of these guys. San Jose has been getting absolutely caved in defensively. There are a number of disturbing trends, and if you look at the advanced stats, there are very few guys on the roster that have an expected goals for percentage of over 50. In fact, there are only six guys on the roster who can claim that. Nico Stern leading the way, uh, kind of unsurprisingly, if you ask me, at 73.88% expected goals for percentage. Uh, followed by Nikolai Kanishov, Giovanni Smith, Kyle Burrows, Mike Hoffman, and Henry Thrun. Notably, Nikolai Kanishov only played in the second game against the Colorado Avalanche, and Henry Thrun only played in game one against the Vegas Golden Knights. Those are two guys that I would love to see in the lineup at the same time. They're both left-shot defensemen, and we know that the Sharks, like pretty much every other team in the league, really values having a left-shot defenseman paired with a right-shot defenseman. If they can find a way to get both of those guys in the lineup, I would love to see it. Henry Thrun had some rookie mistakes in the first game against Vegas. I think that's to be expected. There was a a turnover around his own net that uh, I was actually, it happened right in front of me. I was at the game with a couple of buddies. That stuff is going to happen, but I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more out of him. And he's going to be in the lineup, it looks like, for the foreseeable future. Mark Edward Flasick left the game um, against Colorado halfway through the first period. And Henry Thrun, by all indications, is going to be the guy that steps in to fill his spot in the meantime. So even though there have been growing pains and we're going to continue to see young mistakes out of young players, I really want to see guys like Henry Thrun continue to get an opportunity. And it looks like he's going to get that with Vlasic out of the lineup. So hopefully we'll see a lot more of both Nikolai Kinezhov and Henry Thrun I think they've been two of the brighter spots, both through training camp and through the first couple of games, the growing pains notwithstanding. The next game coming up is going to be against the Carolina Hurricanes, who are just coming fresh off a 6-3 to loss to the Anaheim Ducks, who looked actually pretty good under Coach Cronin. The last couple goals in that game for Anaheim were empty netters, so the score was a little bit closer than the final scoreboard actually indicated. I'm really looking forward to seeing if the Ducks can keep up that momentum and maybe surprise a few people. I heard some folks say that they think the Ducks are still a candidate to finish last in the league, along with teams like San Jose and Chicago and Montreal. I'm not sure I buy that. I like the young talent that they have on their roster, but I digress. Uh, San Jose welcomes in Carolina tomorrow. We'll get to see our old friend Brent Burns. 
And you know that Carolina's going to look to right the ship after that disappointing loss to Anaheim. And speaking of disappointing, I have to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. I went to the uh, opening night game against Vegas, and I have a routine when I go to the game. I always go straight upstairs. I hang a right. I head straight for the Blue Line Pizza, and I go to get myself a personal-sized pizza, and I follow that up usually with either an IPA or with a Molson Canadian if they have one at that little beer stand right by the Blue Line Pizza. And I walked up. I get the pizza. To my surprise, it's not a Blue Line Pizza anymore. It's now Bilbo's. And it actually didn't even really register to me at first that it was a different place. So I go up there. I order my pepperoni pizza, which I love. For those who don't know, when it was Blue Line Pizza before, it was a miniature personal-sized pizza. It's like four slices. In reality, it's probably the same amount of pizza as like a single slice of like a New York-style pizza. But when you get a mini pizza and it's divided into four slices, it feels like more. So I ordered my pizza, grabbed my beer, headed back to my seats, opened up the box of pizza, and found that it was one single slice of pizza. Day ruined, heartbroken, trust absolutely shattered, confusion reigning in my mind, trying to figure out how this happened and what's going on. And I realized that it was no longer my beloved Blue Line Pizza. It is now Bilbo's Pizza. In fairness to Bilbo's, the slice of pizza was actually pretty good. There's no complaints about it. And like I said, it's probably the same size anyway as a Blue Line personal-sized mini pizza. For me, nothing really compares to the Blue Line Pizza. I think that it's cooked perfectly. It's just the right size. I love that the pepperonis are nice and crispy. I love that the cheese has this kind of golden color to it. The uh, crust has good structural integrity. The Bilbo's pizza is solid. Um, I don't think you'll regret it. But to me, it just doesn't play in the same league as the Blue Line pizza. So there's your public service announcement. Go forward and use that information as you will. That is it for this one. Thank you for listening to another episode of All Sharks No Bite. Um, If you enjoyed it, leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. There will be another one next Tuesday. And if you want to join in on the conversation, I'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter at NickBurger underscore and at AllSharksNoBite. Let me know your thoughts about anything that we talked about or anything that has stood out to you so far this season. Do you think I'm overreacting to Mackenzie Blackwood's amazing performance? Do you think he'll be able to take the reins on the starters net and get the lion's share of the starts this season? Or do you think it'll remain a 50-50 split? Also, if you've gone to a game this season or if you're going to a game later this season, tell me what your go-to food and drinks are at SAP Center. I would love to know. And if you're a fellow Blue Line Pizza fan like I am, thank you for commiserating with me. Hopefully you'll enjoy Bilbo's Pizza. But let me know. Does Bilbo's Pizza stack up against Blue Line? I would love to hear from you. But that's it for this one. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk next Tuesday.